0: Good morning and welcome to Living Well with Robin Stoloff, empowering you to live a healthier life. couple months into the school year, so how are your kids doing? Of course, we all want our children to be successful in the classroom and beyond, and we play a big part in that. If you have younger kids, you no doubt have a lot on your plate. But it's so important to take the time to be present for them. Behavioral experts remind us to ask kids about their day. Find out what they've learned and look into their eyes when they're talking to you. It makes them feel valued. Get to know their teachers and be aware of what's going on in the school. It's also essential to help them develop good homework routines and organizational skills. And two crucial aspects of our kids' success, we all know this, a nutritious diet and a good night's sleep. No matter what your children's ages, they need positive reinforcement. I was fortunate to have parents who supported and encouraged me throughout my life. Even when things didn't go my way, it gave me the confidence and strength to dust myself off and keep moving forward. It's amazing what we can do when someone believes in us. For more on how to help your kids become successful in school and in life, visit WFPG.com, click on the health page of our app, or just go to our Facebook page. Lots more coming up today on Living Well with Robin Stoloff on Light 96.9. Millions of people worldwide suffer from eating disorders. It's much more common than you think, but they continue to be stigmatized. The belief that eating disorders are solely motivated by vanity or lack of willpower is one of the most harmful fallacies. They are complex disorders with biological, psychological, and societal components. It's essential to clarify these myths since the stigma can be a barrier to receiving the proper care and seeking help. Some of the most common are anorexia, bulimia, and binge eating disorder. People with these issues frequently suffer in silence, locked in a vicious cycle of shame and self-blame. That's why it's critical to approach them with empathy rather than judgment. If you know someone who you think has an eating disorder or if you believe you have an eating disorder, you can take a short confidential screening quiz on our website, where you'll also find links for more information and how to get help. Visit WFPG.com, click health on the dropdown of our app. Or visit our Facebook page, Living Well on Light 96.9. So how did you sleep last night? One third of all U.S. adults say they don't get the recommended amount of sleep they need. What does that mean for our health? Well, here to tell us is Dr. Amy Duffy, author of Normal Doesn't Have Side Effects. Thanks for joining us. So why does sleep matter, doctor?
1: Well, you know, a lot of people just worry about sleep in terms of being tired the next day. But what we have found is that this chronic lack of sleep can lead to a lot of health conditions, obesity, diabetes, heart disease, even depression or anxiety, all can be linked to not getting enough sleep. So you have five mistakes to avoid if you want to get a better night's sleep. What are they? Yeah. Okay. Number one is drinking that hot cup of warm milk or hot cocoa. People talk about do that so that it calms you down. But really, guess what? Those are liquids. If you're drinking liquids right before bed, you're going to end up waking up in the middle of the night to pee. Sometimes people have issues with lactose intolerance. That's going to upset your stomach or the cocoa and the sugar is going to be stimulating. So don't drink those things right before bed. Number two is getting out of bed. So a lot of people say you should only associate your bed with sleep. And if you're tossing and turning, you should get up. Well, if you get up, you head to the kitchen to fix that warm cup of milk. You might say, I'm going to throw a load of laundry in, or I'm going to hop on my computer and check my emails. Now you're up for hours instead of maybe 20 or 30 minutes. So I recommend that we plan ahead, have an app or a, a ready guided meditation or relaxation audio or something you can listen to that'll help you get right back to sleep. Number three is drinking alcohol. Again, it's that, let me have that nice glass of wine or a, you know, after dinner drink, that's gonna kind of calm my nerves down. It's gonna help me fall asleep. It may do that, but it's gonna wake you up. Number four is taking sleeping pills, right? So we take these sleeping pills thinking they're gonna help us sleep. Really, they're just sedatives. They're just tricking your body into thinking you're sleeping, but you'll still wake up unrested and maybe even a little hungover. And the last one is turn off those phones. Those lights are very stimulating. That's gonna keep you awake. Great tips,
0: Amy. Where can we learn more? My website is DuffyMD.com. Thank you so much for joining us, Dr. Amy Duffy, and you are living well on Lake 96.9. In just a few days, our little boys and ghouls will be collecting their bags full of treats. But we don't need to be spooked by all that candy. By setting reasonable guidelines, we can limit their sugar intake without stifling their fun. One popular approach is the candy fairy or the switch witch. After a night of trick-or-treating, have your kids choose a certain amount of their favorite treats to keep. The rest can be swapped with the switch witch for a toy or special outing. Encourage chocolate over lollipop sticky or gummy candy which bathes their teeth in sugar. Suggest non-candy Halloween treats such as mini pretzels, fruit snacks, or homemade snacks. Another option option is to set a daily candy quota. For kids who choose to set their own quota, store the candy in a place where they can't reach or find it. And don't forget to have your little ones drink a full glass of water and brush their teeth to wash away the sugar after eating sweets. And if your sweet tooth gets the best of you and you can't avoid all those goodies yourself, bring them to the office, give them away, or just toss most of them. Who needs the temptation? Focus less on the mountain of candy and more on the fun, costumes, and the thrill of trick-or-treating. Have a safe and happy Halloween football season, lots of food, drink, parties, and fun, but it can sabotage our fitness and nutrition plans. Here with some tips on how to enjoy it but not overdo it is race announcer and fitness expert Fitz Kohler. Fitz, this can be a tough time of the year. Yeah, so what happens
2: with football is people tend to go to tailgates and parties and hosts, you know, just eating fiestas at their house and things get pretty out of control. And so what I, what I want to compel people to do is realize that These athletes on our favorite teams, the fact that they're so fit is not a good reason for us to become less fit, right? Being a Tom Brady fan or a Kelsey fan like Taylor Swift, (laughs) that's not a good reason for us to put on a ton of weight and get out of shape. So instead of being reckless during football season, manage your tailgates. Make sure you're bringing chicken breasts instead of fatty hot dogs. Bring a fruit platter and veggies. You know how to do this limit the alcohol or make sure you're getting low calorie beer and stick to just a few. The other thing is you got to actually throw the darn football, right? Just sitting on the couch the whole time or sitting in the back of your flatbed or in the stadium, isn't going to do you any favors. So if you really love football so much, get yourself up, get a ball Throw some spirals at your friends, play catch, run around and use football season as an added incentive for you to become fitter, not fatter.
0: And if you're not at a party or tailgate and you're just watching on the couch, make sure you get up, maybe during the commercials and just move your body. Where can people learn more?
2: Absolutely. Fitsness.com is my home base. That is F I T Z's and zebra N E S -S S.com. There's tons of free workout videos, recipes, articles, and more. I'm also at Fitsness on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube please reach out. Not only do I want followers, but I would prefer friends. So let me know you heard me on Robin's show.
0: Oh, thank you so much. Fitz Kohler, always a pleasure. And you are living well on light 96.9 time now for spreading the health powered by Atlantic Do you sometimes feel a pounding or fluttering in your chest or like your heart just skipped a beat? Are you easily fatigued, suddenly lightheaded or short of breath? Did you know these could be signs of atrial fibrillation? A type of irregular heartbeat that causes poor blood flow to the body. Left untreated, AFib can increase your risk for stroke, heart failure, and other serious complications. If an irregular heart rhythm is affecting your life and peace of mind, Atlanticare can help. One of Atlantic Care's heart rhythm specialists can review your symptoms and heart history with you. Since AFib can be a risk factor for many different medical conditions, such as diabetes, sleep apnea, and hypertension, the specialist can perform a variety of tests to monitor your heart's electrical activity and see if AFib is affecting you. If AFib or another heart rhythm issue is detected, they will work with you and your primary care provider to find the right treatment to restore your normal heart rhythm. There is no other heart heart like yours, and that's why having a personalized approach and treatment plan is the first step to getting you back to the activities you love. Atlanticare offers the most comprehensive cardiac care program in southeastern New Jersey, the same level of care you'd have to drive hours to find at other health systems. If you think you have AFib, find and speak with an Atlantic Care physician or cardiac specialist immediately to get the expert care your heart needs. Find your way back to a normal heartbeat and to the rhythm of your life. For more, visit AtlanticCare.org or call 1-888-569-1000. This is the final in our four-part series on Breast Health for Breast Cancer Awareness Month with Premier Surgical Network in Egg Harbor Township. If you've been diagnosed with breast cancer, you will have several surgical options which you should evaluate with your medical team. Here with more is Dr. James Frost, a breast surgeon with Premier Surgical Network. What are some of the most common surgical options for women with breast cancer?
3: When I discuss surgical options with the patient, we first decide on the decision tree between mastectomy removing the breast or conserving the breast. Under breast conservation, There's the partial mastectomy or lumpectomy versus the plastic surgical partial mastectomy, which we call an oncoplastic partial mastectomy, where we lift and reduce the breast and usually do a mastopexy or reduction in lift on the opposite breast for symmetry. Under mastectomy, if the woman would like her breast removed, then we also talk about reconstruction. We also talk about whether the other breast should be removed and reconstructed for symmetry.
0: And then when it comes to mastectomy, you decide what type of mastectomy, how you're going to reconstruct the breast.
3: Exactly. And that involves consultation with the plastic surgeon before any surgery is performed
0: and you have plastic surgeons in your group so you work with them? Exactly.
3: Yeah, that makes it easier for them. It everyone. does, it makes it much easier on the patient. In many of our offices, the plastic surgeon will come to the same office, which makes it much easier as far as the length of time a patient has to wait and how quickly we can set up surgery for the patient.
0: What are the considerations when deciding what surgery is best for you?
3: the size of the breast tumor in comparison to the size of the patient's breast. And then basically it's patient preference as well. What do I want to look like when all this is done? On top of that, some patients can't tolerate the thought of keeping their breast if they've had breast cancer. Mm -hmm. And of course we take that into consideration.
0: All right, great information. Thanks so much, Dr. James Frost, breast surgeon with Premier Surgical Network in Egg Harbor Township. And that is the last of our four-part series on breast health. If you would like to see my conversation with Dr. Frost or watch the entire four-part series, just visit us at WFPG.com or click Health on the drop-down menu of our app. You can also see the entire series on my Facebook page, Living Well with Robin Stoloff. That wraps it up for me today. Thanks so much for joining me for Living Well with Robin Stoloff, empowering you to live a healthier life. Hope you'll join me again next Sunday morning at 10. Until then, keep living well.